This is The Culture. Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Cinema Wave podcast. We are here talking once again about everyone's favorite reality television program, The Golden Bachelor. I am one of your hosts. My name is Darren Scalamoni. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Liz Seiko. Yes, I'm ready. I'm ready for Let's this. do it. So this is an episode that I feel like catered a lot to what you are looking for <laughs> in not only reality television in general, but The Bachelor. Yeah. So we get some drama. Yeah, I feel like the first two episodes were a little bit more like, oh, like, look at us doing The Golden Bachelor. And then all of a sudden this one was like, boom, let's do Bachelor, like get the drama going, get the fight started. Um, so I'm excited about this. And I feel like they started it right away because they the opening shot was like Gary crying. And so they were kind of like preluding to drama that was going to come. Um, and then right away, going to all the women just standing around in the house with each other, like kind of boasting about like, oh, I really feel connected to Gary. Yeah. Like I have a connection. I felt this, felt this way. He said this to me, which right away I was like, ooh. We're starting to lay the groundwork for the real competitive nature of what the series is going to become because mm -hmm. every single woman in that house thinks that they have a good reason why Gary would pick them. Yeah. And we, uh, yeah, the, the opening shot of him crying, uh, my girlfriend and I watching it, we were just like, oh my God, Gary. And then I when, know, it, when you're like, oh my God, what's what's going to happen? Yeah. And, and when you see the context of the episode and how much happens in this episode, he could have honestly been crying because of a number of different things. <laughs> He's been There's out. so many things that are <laughs> happening. And I do like that later in the episode, he actually has a moment where he talks about how he doesn't want to deal with the drama. I was yeah. like, good for you, Gary. Like, mm -hmm. nobody, first of all, nobody wants to really deal with the drama. That's why we have reality TV. Absolutely. Because we watch other people's drama. But we do, uh, we do get our first real villain. And we'll get into that in a little bit. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about... Um, so we... we <laughs> I've... Why don't you talk about what you have written in your notes? Okay, so I take notes just as I'm watching and it's like natural instinct. And so really this episode starts with just the women starting to get a little testy with each other and are starting to make a little bit of digs. Um, they're getting a little clicky. Uh, they actually start a group called Askin and it's like the name, the first letter of the five women that are in it. And I think it's, wait, how did I miss that? How did you, it's when Kathy's like talking in the beginning. Okay. Yeah. Oh and my so, God, so funny. um, oh, I think it's April, Susan, Kathy, uh, I don't know who the next one is. Okay. I think it's either I or E, maybe it's Ellen and then Nancy. Okay. And so they're like grouping together and they're starting to get a little chatty about the other mm -hmm. people in the group. Little gossip corner. Yeah. And Kathy comes out straight away and she's like, I do not like Teresa. Like she is bothering me. Mm. Um, and so Kathy kind of rips the bandaid off of being like, I don't like this person specifically. And this is why. And the reason she doesn't like her is because she thinks Teresa is boasting and uh, showing off around the other girls that she's getting a little bit more attention than them mm. from Gary. Yeah. So I, w I want your opinion first on do you first of all, do you we get the flashback after like she's talking about it to the other women and then it kind of like flashes back in like a different sequence and it shows Teresa talking about her date. Yeah. Specifically to Kathy, like either the next day or whenever it is Sometime. in terms of timing. Mm -hmm. But I'm curious on like, did you believe that what Teresa was doing was boasting? Cause I didn't, but. Um, 
I don't think she's aware of what she's doing. Mm -hmm. I don't think she's purposely saying, ooh, I'm going to play my hand this way and make everybody insecure by saying these things. But I also think there's a level of awareness that you know these other women are interested in him. So don't don't show them all your cards. Well, you think she's like, because I got a sense more that, especially the second time it happens at the end of the episode. That was a situation where I was like, this woman is so airheaded I, yeah. that she just had a conversation with Kathy later that we'll get to where she's basically like, stop doing what you're doing. And but then she I, immediately does it again. I think, though, in Teresa's head, she's asking in this situation, she was then asking Kathy, oh, how was it for you? Like, how was your mini date or mini conversation? So in her head, she's probably thinking like, well, I'm asking Kathy about her experience so that then I can talk about mine. Yeah, which is a much more nuanced experience because she had a lot more time with Gary. Yes. Okay. I, I don't think it's calculated, but I think she's she's very open open yeah which girl you're on reality tv like you gotta rein in you gotta you gotta keep a little bit more to your chest especially in the early episodes otherwise um because the thing is some of these women will spin things a certain way Mm -hmm. to make themselves look better i mean that's just how the game's played yeah and so if you just go in thinking everyone's going to be nice and friendly you're gonna get, you're gonna get cut. Yeah, and, and and that almost happens to her in this. Episode. It does. So then I after we they give us a little taste of like tension starting. Um, Jesse comes right in and says that there is going to be a group date. Uh, what were your thoughts on this group date comparatively to last week? Way better, I agree. Way, way better, better. concept. Yeah. I, I think I liked this episode more just because it wasn't as cheesy too. It was more realistic, a little bit funnier. Um, just them being normal people rather than trying to be like a fake story mm-hmm. telling. Um, so he comes in, he makes it known that it's not just a small group date. It's going to be everybody in it. And it's a talent show. Mm-hmm. Um, and that the winner of the talent show gets to have a one on one dinner with Gary after. So right away, I feel like some of the women are excited about it. And then mm-hmm. some women are like, oh, God, this is the last thing I want. Because that's do. a very terrifying and vulnerable thing that has to happen. Not only for like, like 60, 70 year old women, but for, literally people, for, just for people. In gen- Honestly, if somebody if I were in this situation and they were like talent show, you have to do a talent. I really don't even know what I would do. Well, think about even imagine the women that went up there like uh, Joan for example which we'll get to but Joan she, I loved I, she, I right away too. she's like I have no talent she's like I'm just I'm just me she's yeah, like well, I don't she know talks about she's an, she was an either an English teacher or she was an administrator mm-hmm, so something. she does something in terms of like she writes a him poem which like I said we'll get to it because I want to talk about all the individual talents but with it there is just this aspect of it where it's like imagine you never really were an open person or an open book and you put yourself out there in that way and you're 75 years old and you're doing it for the first time with a large studio audience and judges and for someone that you're potentially trying to fall in love with it's like a crazy concept it's crazy and then also you, in your mind you're like oh my god i also need to stand out so that i can get this like dinner date um yeah, I would not. I would not. I mean, like, what would you what would you do? What would be your talent? I don't know. I mean, when I was in high school, I did the evolution of dance. That might be that might have to be. <laughs> you might my have thing. to break it back. Yeah, down. I might have to break that out for, <laughs> for this. But we get a lot of different talents in this. We so get, many different talents. So just some of them are listed here. But we have uh, karate, 
uh, sex ed, which was actually really funny. Killed me. Who who was the one that did sex ed? Do Ellen. Ellen. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So we get the sex ed, uh, stand up comedy. We got a singer, a whipped cream catcher, which, which is good. Honestly, yeah, good for you. I'm now putting that in my back pocket of like if I it's ever get thrown in a situation and it's like you need to do a talent. Great whipped cream catching it's like I, the next thing that i thought was going to happen was someone's going to like balance an m&m on their nose or like <laughs> something like ridiculous that was going to happen but th- and then I don't, they show i think it was kathy they show her just doing push-ups yeah so kathy- and my girlfriend is just like push-ups that's like what is that that's physical fitness that's not a talent it's like everyone should be capable of doing a push-up well i also like how they didn't say how many push-ups yes they just show her they doing just said, about three. Well, and because underneath each woman's name, they said what the talent was. Mm-hmm. And so they just put push-ups. I was hoping they'd be like a hundred push-ups <laughs> or something to make me be like, oh, okay, Kathy, like you got it. No, she's just doing push-ups. Then April, I couldn't tell you what she was doing. I want to say she was being like a hype woman. She, do you know? She was no, like running across honestly... the stage just being like, you're beautiful, like you're incredible. Like you do the damn thing. And yeah, I was I have like, no idea I don't know what's happening. It's like the, slam poetry. Yeah, like, but the I audience no was idea. loving it. Yes. They were like, yeah. <laughs> I want like the uh, raw footage of of seeing all these women doing their talents. Yeah, well, because they also probably edit it to make it look more exciting than some of them were like yeah. i'm sure some of these people just like fell full whack yeah which i kind of want to see that aspect. i know <laughs> and then <laughs> the most interesting one leslie so these are the so the last two that they show kind of are the final two in terms of the winners mm-hmm. of the town well there's only one winner but the two that i think it kind of comes down to and so leslie basically does this like very provocative she starts off just dancing and you're like, okay, she can move. And then yeah. all of a sudden she brings Gary on stage, mm-hmm. puts him in a chair. Yeah. Uh, for obvious reasons. For obvious reasons. Starts getting a little close and a little touchy feely with him. And the other women, they're doing side cuts to them. And they're like, she got a little, she got a little raunchy out there yeah. and are just not, you can tell also on some of the women's faces, they're not happy about it. Well, I think also because at least in terms of, and again, this might not necessarily be the case, but in terms of what we've seen so far in the editing too, yeah, he Gary is definitely the most sexually attracted to Leslie, of and it's very obvious because I mean we have the whispering the sweet whisper nothing the, the week before that, and then we have the magic mic dance. There's so much so adding to it. There's a lot that happens. Well, and then Leslie does like a surprise and she flips over the chair and then she's like and i bake too and she has like cookies under the chair i died when that happened because i was like this girl is really she's gone for yeah, it yeah 100 she's like fighting hard and then next up and so you're kind of left thinking like oh leslie got it like he's gonna go with her because she was the most entertaining and she brought him on stage and then all of a sudden joan comes on and you Mm -hmm. she they had already prepared us that she doesn't have a talent she's not feeling comfortable or confident and then she says she's like i wrote i wrote a poem for you gary oh my god the sweetest poem rhymes it was rhyming Mm -hmm. throughout it was relevant it was also like showing that she wasn't super Com- like comfortable being on stage but she was still doing it mm. um and i thought it was i thought it was a very good talent actually i do too and one i of my favorites i think the thing that's interesting about whether they're doing this through editing or this is really who gary is he's having these little flirtatious moments with some of the women but every time he's picking someone that like touches him yeah. deeper on an emotional level mm-hmm. which is which maybe this is me being naive but it's like part of me believes that he's making the choices on 
a lot of the dates because of that. This one, though, interestingly enough, seemed like it was set up. And the reason I think that is because the week prior, we don't see much of Joan at all Mm-mm. until we see her on the bed, the bed where she's crying yeah. about or she's upset about uh, like how it brings back memories of her um, her husband that had passed. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they have that little conversation together. But you don't see much of her like at all before then. Yeah. And then so just to preface, like, again, Joan wins the date. Yes, she does. Spoiler alert. This is a spoiler. If you guys didn't understand that already at this point, we're recapping. We're recapping. Um, Joan wins the date and they go on this date and I felt no chemistry between the two of them. Me too. I really was like, these are just two friends. Yeah. Having a good conversation. So part of me thought that they were like trying to provide this tender moment to give him a date with with this woman that I think again, she's an attractive woman. Mm -hmm. She's very mild mannered. She's not like, she's not out there like the other women, like just crazy trying to go for it. I do think there's an element of that. Like he says later in the episode, he doesn't want to deal with drama. There's an element that it's like, he does enjoy that, but I don't think, I think they set this up and it felt very much like there was nothing there. Yeah. Which makes the next moment even more interesting because she wins the date. They go on the date. There's not much that they even talk about. They just kind of talk about their respective losses, but it still doesn't have that emotional core that some of the other conversations that he's had with some of the other women that have similar experiences. You don't feel that as a viewer. And then you find out the next day, even though she thinks that she thought the date was great, that she's going home. Mm -hmm. So yeah, because so she ended up opening up to him at the dinner about how her daughter just had a baby while she was away and that it ends up she ends up saying that the birth and wasn't that easy and that the, her daughter's struggling. So then the next day she says that she got a text from her daughter um, and that she's like, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to figure this out. And then she goes down to the living room with all the other women. And right away, the women are like laughing and they're like, Joan, oh my God. Mm. And then they know they're like, oh, wait, what, what's happening? You're crying. Mm. She says, she's like, I'm going to go. Um, my, my daughter's not doing well. Which I think is great. I mean, like, at the end of the day, if this woman is not actually having a connection with Gary, like, she needs to go to the people that are actually a part of her life, not just stay on a show hoping to either get famous or, like, just to keep going for no reason. Yeah, I agree. But there's so there's for the logistical element of The Bachelor, I do have a question Mm -hmm. because my girlfriend, who, again, is a resident Bachelor watcher, was saying it's very interesting that she had her phone. Because they really don't allow you. It must have been something very, very serious that the producers would have even let her use her phone. Did you feel that or did you think that this was somewhat of a ploy that she wanted to go home? I'm not saying that what happened to her daughter didn't potentially happen. But I'm saying do you think that part of it was maybe amplified or do you think that, again, it was something where – because they usually – on most reality television, you're not allowed to have your cell phone. You don't get your phone. I think – like, do you think someone got in touch with the producer and was like, this is a serious thing. We want to talk to her. And then she made the decision herself to go home. I do. Okay. I think that they have contacts for like emergency situations. And I think when Joan came on the show, she obviously already knew her daughter was going to probably give labor while she was here at the show. So she probably said, I will come on the show, but on under my contract, like when my daughter gives birth, like I need to know um what's happening Mm -hmm. and so she said she's like the birth didn't go well so she probably already had heard like the birth didn't have like it happened but it didn't have a good situation so then she probably kept saying like i need to be in touch with my daughter Mm -hmm. 
or I'm leaving, you know, because at the end of the yeah. day, they really don't want these contestants just to like dip out fully. I mean, they already had one contestant completely leave and they didn't really show her. They editing. didn't talk about it at all. No, no, they just had her go because I think she had a family emergency as well. Mm -hmm. So I think this one, they didn't want her to leave. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's their decision whether to go or not. Um, the phone, I was surprised that they showed that. But it was probably also they just needed to show um, like there was a reason for her to leave. Well, yeah, because part of it is that she went on a date the night before. Yeah. So it's like an immediate. I think it needed to be so, like a trigger of like, I actually need to go now. Yeah. This yeah. isn't something I've been thinking about. This is something that I have to leave for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, uh, th that happened. I think they handled it really nicely. And then um, they went right into another date like another date card mm -hmm. right away they didn't talk much about um and does this happen does this happen throughout the season like he'll just request random dates to get to know people better yeah so on each episode it's usually a group date and then like a private date but this was two private dates technically but really it was like a group date that turned into so there was date? like an so there was an incentive based thing. Yeah. Okay. So I mean they could do whatever they want, but usually it's like he picks one or two people to meet privately with, and then it's a group date. Okay. Um, and Ellen gets picked. Ellen gets the pick. She gets picked, and she gets to go dress up in these gorgeous gowns. Um, gets dressed up fully to the T, and then she meets him, and they go. Uh, do they go directly to the air balloon? Uh, they sit down first and they talk about things and how they're really getting to, they're really enjoying the process of getting to know one another. You're right. Mm -hmm. And Ellen talks about how she's like kind of falling for him already and mm -hmm. she cares a lot about him. And he's like, crazy. he's like, I feel the same about you. <laughs> and it's like a lovely moment that they have between the two of them. Um, but I think Ellen's stock is high. Ooh. Okay, I, so okay. if we're, if we're checking temperatures on, I think that Ellen is someone that, you could kind of tell that in terms of chemistry, mm -hmm. like just emotional chemistry and just conversationally that they're on like a different level, I feel like, than a lot of them. Like even with Leslie, I do think that she's going to be there towards the end. But I think that a big part of it is that he's – like I said, like he's attracted to her visually. But I think that part of it is that she's so different than everybody else. Ellen, I think, is somebody where he's looking for a partner that he can, like, confide in. He mm -hmm. can enjoy the conversation and laugh with and talk about things that mean a lot to them. And it's – I don't know what it – but there's something about her where I'm like, I think I am confident on this week's episode that to she, say that I think she is at least making the bottom three. Nice. Okay. I think um, you're right on that. Also because uh, sometimes the producers will keep – the end pick a little bit more hidden in the editing. Like, I feel like she doesn't get that much screen time compared to other women. Exactly. I agree. And so I think they're kind of keeping her in the back pocket of like, okay, we're going to start showing her a little bit later in the episode. Mm -hmm. Um, I also, yeah, she's not, she's not problematic. She's very easy. She's just kind of there, but she's also funny. Mm -hmm. Um, I think she was the sex ed one, right? Wasn't she? For I, think her she I think she was. Yeah. 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 Um, she was funny. And she's then... going to have her episode in the sun next week. She is. Yeah. So yeah. they also say that she's what uh, even in her lower third, they keep showing that she's a, like a pickleball captain. Mm -hmm. Like that's her job now or whatever. She, listen, she's going to thrive from yeah. this point on. But next week's episode is a big pickle. Like they're doing like a pickleball know, tournament or whatever it is. And you can tell that she's starting to get intense. So 
I think that I think it's going to play in her favor. And I don't know. Like I said, I, I think that there's a lot of chemistry. I thought there was the most chemistry out of the three dates so far with him and with, Ellen. Yeah. 100%. Well, and then she ends up getting a rose and mm. she gets a kiss at the end of her date, which is really sweet. Hot um, air balloon. Let's talk about it. Okay. What? How do you feel about that? I like it. I think it's like an actual good date. Okay. Yeah. Would I you think the dress it? up was like way too much for that situation. Yeah, I would agree. Like way over the top. But yeah, I'd go on a hot air balloon. Would you uh, go on a hot air balloon that goes up in the sky or would you do it the way they did it where it's tied down? Did you realize it was tied down? No. Yeah, it was it tied It never down. went up? They were a hun- They were like, it went up, but they were tied down to the ground still. So like. Aren't you always? No. I don't think that's true. I think it's true because really? like, I think so. No, right? Producer Zach is shaking his head no. You always go up. Well, I'm so confused. They were in the air though. They were in the air, but they were tethered. Like they were tethered to the ground. So they went up 100 feet in the air. But they were tethered to the ground. You can go higher. I feel like they're always tied to the ground. No, see, this is why I wanted your opinion, because I'm terrified of heights. Spoiler alert for the world. And I would never go all the way up because I would probably shit a brick. I would go all the way up, but only with certain people. Like if I'm up there with somebody who's kind of like a like likes to make people like <laughs> nervous i'm not What's going about them. your significant other which you... of course of course um <laughs> <laughs> of course i would but like i'm not going i'm not going in a hot air balloon with like a group of friends that like have had a couple of drinks that are going to be like we're talking Ooh. about the bachelor <laughs> i know but i'm just yeah but they were up in the hot air balloon with a camera guy who was definitely there and like all up in their face all up in their face on the date with them would I, I definitely think, though, <laughs> just move on. <laughs> okay. So they go on the date in the hot air balloon. Yes. After that, we start to see um, the real drama happen that we've alluded to. We've, yeah. we've skirted around a little bit in this mm-hmm. episode, but let's dive in. Kathy. Kathy man. is <laughs> the villain. So it's I'm all for a villain. So I think yeah, she's a great villain. I think she's a great villain. I think that there was an edge to her that we could you could tell was there from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Part of me thinks it's amped up by the producers. I think that there is an element of it where they're like, hey, Kathy, you know, he's not really feeling you too much. Yes. I yes. think that I think that if you want to really get something going, like you might need to you might need to figure it out. Yeah. And I think that she <laughs> in a in a in a I don't want to spin this as if it was a good thing what she was doing, but she picks on the perfect person. Of course. Well, I think it was somebody that naturally was already kind of like making her a little annoyed. And so Mm -hmm. then she was like, okay, if I got to do what I got to do to stay on this show, I'm going to go for somebody that actually is kind of bothering me so that I can let my anger out. Yeah. Um, But on the same note, like I do think it's hard to be friendly or even friends with people in this house when you're all going after the same person. Yeah, I would you agree. You know, I think it, that's hard because when you are kind of interested in somebody or starting to like fall, have feelings for another person, you do want to talk to people about it and be like, oh my God, this happened. So like, do you think he's into me? Do you think she, like they're interested? They said this. And the fact that these women don't really have a neutral person to like bounce that off of because all of them have feelings for the same person. I think it's, it's, it's a great recipe for great entertainment. Yeah, it's, TV. it's a lot of drama. Uh, I do. I would agree with you. I think that if like I was in a scenario like this, like maybe forming a 
pretty decent friendship with one person to just sort of like lean on. But like, I know, but then also at the end of the day, it's like, you're my friend, but I, I, I want you to lose. Like, I want to beat you out of this. I, so that I could, I could get the guy. But I think in other shows too, like, again, when you have like those, like when they talk about like bromances or like, mm-hmm. like sisterhood, like that's like the thing that you start to see in certain reality television where you'll see like two people that kind of sort of form a really good connection in terms of just like friendship and things like that. I mean, I think about like, like a season of big brother where the two finalists, like were really, really good friends the whole time. And they made, I think a truce like week three of big brother. And they're like every week it's about us. And then at the, at the end it got down to the two of them, which I think that again, I think Ellen might be playing in that interesting like ellen just is not getting on anybody's nerves she's no. playing it very reserved and very like which again it's because she's keeping it close to her chest and not really like letting everybody know what's happening mm-hmm. i think Teresa is playing it all wrong and she's just constantly talking and talking and talking and that's eventually what gets kathy upset and jealous um and she starts go she she goes to a group of women and starts saying like Teresa's bothering me like she needs to keep her mouth shut like this is all she keeps talking mm. about and kathy just starts kind of like chippering in other women's ears about it and then, and then april april yeah. which <laughs> april she saw the opportunity and was like i'm gonna just drop this i was so pissed i'm gonna though. drop it for everybody i was so pissed when she says what she said Wait, who did she... She said... She talks to Teresa, right? So they're in the group and then April brings it oh, up. Oh, yeah. She brings it up at, to the group. In front of the group. And this is why, and this is why it pissed me off. not pointing it at anybody. Yes. She, so, yeah. This is ahead. why it pisses me off. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, it's okay. She addresses the group mm-hmm. and doesn't specify that people need to shut their mouths. So then Teresa is she like... Goes, keep your mouth shut. Essentially. And that's it. <laughs> so then Teresa is like, I'm just feeling a little uncomfortable because I feel that like she was talking about me. So they go into like a side like hall and she's like, hey, like, April, like, I felt like that was kind of maybe directed towards me. Like, she, I think she even mentions, like, if you're going on individual dates with Gary, like, shut your mouth. Yeah. Essentially. <clears throat> so they go into the side hall. And then she's like, I just wanted to talk to you about, like, if there was, if I did anything to offend you. And she's like, well, I think you need to talk to Kathy. And I was like, so what the fuck? Because then she's like, well, I was speaking on behalf of her. But if you want to have a conversation, I think you need to talk to her. And it's like, well, April was the one that addressed the fucking room. I think she is doing incredible television. Well, yeah, I think that I think that April and Kathy are going to be this villainous duo. They are they are working not to be with Gary. They're working to be like the end people that are fan favorites just because they're on the television show. I also think April, I mean, I think also if you're living in this house with a bunch of women and there's one person who is complaining about another person, but they're not willing to speak up. I can see how you're like, fine, I'll say something so we can just end this. Yeah. And so she was the one that was like, look, it's bothering people when you open your mouth about your date. So just keep your mouth shut, people, Mm -hmm. so that like this issue goes away. Yeah. And then, and then Teresa starts Teresa to comes yeah. to her and she's like, wait, no, it's not my problem. I just presented the issue so we could get it done with. Go talk to Kathy, mm-hmm. um, which I think is good at the end of the day. I mean, if there's a problem, deal with it. Yes. The yeah, the final uh, 15 minutes of the episode is like perfection editing, oh, like with reality. TV. Yeah. What are you what are you about to talk about, though? I do want to talk about one thing. Well, we'll go ahead. Uh what's what's her name motorcycle who's the motorcycle faith faith 
she eventually again throughout this episode because in see in episode two she kind of keeps talking about how she's like oh i got the i got the first impression rose but like i feel like i'm not getting a lot of tension mm-hmm. um and then in this episode two she keeps saying she's like i feel like i'm getting left behind a little bit like i don't really feel like i'm having um one-on-one time with him mm-hmm. so she she grabs him and is like let's let's have a moment and I don't even know what she was talking about, but do you remember he she, he was like, oh, you're starting to get a little sappy on me. And she's like, oh, I know. Is it unattractive? And I was like, ew, who gives a shit if it's unattractive? Like, just say what you want to say. Like, are you this desperate for this man to think that you're attractive that like you would change your emotions based on what he's thinking? So she went down in my book a little bit. And then all of a sudden they have like a random make out. And I was like, what's going on with this girl? Like, yeah, she started I think, off very well and now is just kind of floundering. Well, that's the thing, too. So part of me believes that why she's complaining about it, which, again, if, if you're going for uh, your man, like you have to be able to stick out and like be like, hey, I'm over here. Like, I want to yeah. talk to you. Let's go. Like, whatever. And that is her moment where she finally decides to do that since the premiere, where it wasn't something where she was showy. Like yeah. she was just she came in on the motorcycle probably because that was on her resume. And they were like, you ride a motorcycle. You you're should ride do this. And you actually find out, which I don't think we had known previously. Maybe I'm forgetting that Gary talks about. He goes, when I used to ride my motorcycle, I'm like, I, when the fuck I didn't know was Gary a, a motorcycle guy. So um, I think that with her she's not the type of person that wants the drama. Mm-hmm. And I think that she doesn't want to have to like work. For yes. It, you think? I think that she feels uncomfortable by the format and having to try to compete with other women. And then we get Maybe. that moment where it's just, again, it's like bad TV. It's like, we don't know. She's not good at handling things. Obviously. I don't know. It's just when she was like, I, Oh no. Is it like unattractive? I don't remember you? exactly what she said in the conversation with him. So I'd have to go back. She and literally it, but... was like, is it unattractive? And I was just like, Oh my God. Like if it's unattractive, let it be unattractive. Who gives a shit? So stock down for faith. Stock, yeah. Book. Faith is like not, she's not doing well. Okay. So um, I, does that happen? That happens before before Kathy's, Kathy's interaction. interaction. Well, does that happen before April addresses the room too? Or is that after? That's after. I okay. Think. I think they did. I think it was April's uh, interaction with the room. Then Teresa <laughs> confronting April. April saying, go find Kathy. Then it's Faith. Then it's Faith. Then it's Kathy. Then it's Kathy. Okay. So this is what I was referring to. The, the yes. last 20 minutes to 15 minutes A of the episode happens. is where like I sort of got hooked again. Where okay. I was like, all right, this is... Like, at least in terms of the drama, like, this is, I don't agree necessarily with everything that's happening, but it's entertaining as hell. So, Kathy finally sits down with Gary, and she starts to get emotional. Was she fake crying, or you think she was really crying? Um, I think she was really crying, but I think she... I disagree, but interesting. Really? I think she was amping it up, and then she made herself cry. I don't think she was really that... I think she was really crying because, I mean, she's, talk- she's talking about her dad. Well, that part, yeah, but I'm talking like she she shows the picture of her dad, but she doesn't start getting emotional until like he's like he's like oh it's okay, and then she's like there's just so many things happening yeah. in the house, and I'm like all right, well that you just transitioned with the snap of a finger. She, she knew exactly what she was doing running to him. I think that she was like, okay, if I talk about my dad, it'll help me and like make me seem a little bit more a, a little bit softer too. 
Um, but she totally knew what she was doing, running to him and telling yeah. him that there's problems in the house. And then when he was like, who is it? I feel like she almost said Teresa's I name. I think so, too. But she was like, "Ooh, if I specifically say Teresa's name, that makes me even lo- look even She's worse. She's part of like the whole thing mm-hmm. that's happening. Yeah. So I think she handles that part well in terms of the dramatics. Yeah. And then she gets a freaking rose. Which was, that completely threw Unbelievable. me. Unbelievable. Completely threw so me. So this brought Gary down in my book a little bit because for me, it's sad women he's giving roses to, I feel like. I okay. feel like he doesn't know how to handle like. In every scenario? I just feel like it's whenever there's a little bit more of an emotional tension happening. The first thing he thinks of is like, let me, let let me me give her a rose. Let me give her a rose to make her happier rather than talking with them and figuring out like what's actually happening. That's a fair point. Mm -hmm. Um, So she gets her rose. Then she comes back and she is like, she's like, I got a rose. And then uh, Teresa finally thinks, oh, this is the perfect opportunity for me to go ahead and take (laughs) Kathy aside and talk about the issues. So she does. And then again, like Kathy rips. Wait a minute. Not only that, she again, part of the reason why I think it's it's amped up a bit Mm -hmm. or she's the greatest actress to ever fucking live because Kathy just immediately gets like supernova angry. Of course. And it's just like not yelling at at Teresa, but completely focused and sharpened attention and knows exactly what she's going to say. It's crazy. And I was like, like, I literally turned to my girlfriend and I go, whoa like where did that come from i have no and and again it's like very pointed it's Mm -hmm. very direct and i was like oh my god Well, i also think kathy seemed very heightened versus Teresa, who is very she's almost kind of mouse like she's a little bit more reserved quiet softer and so Teresa's like well i was just trying to be open and kathy's like nope not buying it Teresa, not buying it and (laughs) Teresa's like i was just trying to like be a friend and kathy's she's like "Uh -uh, Mm -hmm. uh-uh uh-uh it was crazy Crazy. It was crazy. And so then we go for, immediately from that moment to Teresa crying in the bedroom. Wait, there is one line between these transitions okay. that Leslie said. Did you catch it? Maybe. Leslie goes, she goes, I'm just so sick of the drama. She goes, when I don't want to listen to it, I just turn off my hearing Oh, the aids. hearing aids. Which I still these think they're fake. These hearing aids are fake. I think they bring fake. them up way too many times for them to actually be real. Mm. Moving on. No, 100% agree. Um, Teresa is I crying. literally I said the same thing. <laughs> Teresa is crying in her bedroom. Gary uh, confronts her. Uh, talks about how uh, what's like uh, what is the actual like context of the conversation again? Like is he I forget. Does he ask her like if so, like someone was picking on her? It's not the same. Well, way, he goes right? in and he's like, what's going on? And then she says she's like, I think people thought that I was being boastful. Yes. And then he does a side thing if he's like wait, this was Teresa that everybody was talking about? And he kind of is a little bit more taken back of like, this is now showing me maybe a side that I haven't necessarily seen yet. And like, I might need to just kind of think about it. Think about it. it. Yeah. And then he addresses her in a completely different way, which I thought was great and smart. And yeah, because either the editing or whatever come at her and be like, what are you doing? Like he does need to, because he he doesn't know the situation. And unless you were there between the conversation between Kathy and Teresa, you really don't know. Exactly. So he's basically like, you know, if you don't feel like what you were saying was hurtful or you weren't doing it in a prideful Mm -hmm. or boastful manner, then, you know, I think it's just something you have to kind of you know, just push it aside. Like it's yeah. all good. Like if you believe in everything's okay, then that's fine. And uh, from there, we get to the, rose, the ceremony. rose ceremony. And I think that it was a situation where if the two women that got eliminated 
were not there, I thought Teresa was gone. Because the the mm -hmm. two that do get eliminated are two women that we just have not seen much of at all. Like literally since the first episode, we get a, I think we've gotten like three or four total asides from Edith. Yeah. But we see no actual intimate and chemistry inducing moments between Edith and Gary ever. Like they didn't have a side conversation. Like you don't see that like in episodes yeah. two or three. So she was the one that I was like, oh, I think maybe he'll hold on to her. But the other woman too, who I'm even forgetting her name, uh, when she was gone, like I, I knew as soon as the rose ceremony started, it was gonna be. I was like, it's going to be these two if you had to get rid of two. And it, he did have to because Joan was gone. Yeah. But if Joan was still there, I think we, we might lose Teresa, which is crazy comparatively I to. I don't know though, because I think he does have a connection with Teresa. I do. But if he, so if she's, and again, could be editing, but she gets to the bottom three. And I don't know though if that's how it is. It's done. I think it's more of like keeping the audience on edge. I don't know if it's like, oh, she's my bottom three. So you think they know ahead of time and they just do it for the like the women know for ahead of time for the suspense? No, no, no. The women don't. But I think it's like the suspension of like, oh, is Teresa? But I'm make saying it? if you're getting to a bottom three, right, and two have to go, yeah, and that you look at a, a wide shot where every single woman is holding a rose, mm -hmm. you do you think that there's like another aside where they're like, all right, we're gonna do. 16 different versions of the shot where some of you were holding roses and some of you aren't like the bottom three is a situation. Oh, well, yeah, but I, I mean, it, she might not necessarily be his bottom, his last pick. It might just be that the producers were like, you have to pick Teresa last because we want to make it seem intense. I got you. Okay. Yeah. Rather than because I'm he, might have been, you know. he might have done the opposite of like, oh, let me pick Teresa first so that she knows like she's not going anywhere. But then produ produ production's like, no, that ruins the whole, the like, whole suspense. like everything we're going for. So with they this, tell yeah. him like, this has to be the last pick. Mm. Um, Yeah. I made a note. I was like, they're just getting rid of like the kind of irrelevant people that they're not having actual storylines yeah. with. But now I feel now like, I'm in it now, because there's so Many we women know their have, names now yeah. too. We have and faces. every single one of them has at least one interaction with him that is meaningful. Yes, that we've seen. Mm -hmm. So, and again, I think we still have another few weeks of mass eliminations. Yeah. Like multiple women are going to go. Well, so, I do want to talk about one more thing: is that after the rose ceremony and the elimination, Teresa is standing next to Kathy, and she says, "She's like, so did you have oh did you God. have a nice time like speaking with Gary?" And Kathy goes, well, I was mostly crying most of the time. And Teresa's like, oh, well, that's like, oh, did you like connect? And then Kathy's like, this is what I like. I don't want to talk to you about this. Yeah. Like, This is what I'm talking about, Teresa. No, well, then Teresa says that she was crying. She, Kathy uh, said, oh, oh, you're yes. right. No, no, no. So Teresa Kathy, goes, Kathy goes, I was crying the whole time. And she goes, I'm so sorry to hear that. Like, I was crying too when he like, came into least, my room. She goes, at least you got a road. She goes, yeah, but I was crying too when he came in my room. She goes, he came into your room. <laughs> and then she goes. Teresa, this is something that you need to be holding to yourself. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, we have some real beef. I want I love it. to see season two of Beef on Netflix with <laughs> Kathy and Teresa replacing <laughs> Ali Wong and Steven Yeun. I think, and the closing line of Kathy is, I don't want to take the claws out, but you better zip the lip. That is, that what is, what more do you want? I mean, that's a line of dialogue that I feel like just twinged your heart tattooed on my arm right now please oh my god <laughs> i can't with you <laughs> well this was an episode this was a lot there was, was a lot a that episode. happened i think the conversation has made me come out liking the episode more mm -hmm. um, it's more drama happening. more drama happening but i am excited this pickleball episode man I let's know. add this athletic component to these let's senior citizens i'm Height. let's do a little fun who is your uh guess of somebody that's getting 
eliminated next week. I wish I had a full list in front of me. How many are left? Nine. Mm, is it? I think it's ten. No, I think th- it's nine because it was just twelve last week. I'm pretty sure. Okay, we got rid of three. Left. Okay, you might be right. So wait, I actually want to. I want to do a quick roster. Yeah, I want to do a quick roster here. So, um, so let's see. Um, so I do think that. All right, so Christina, Christina's still there. No, sent home week three. Okay, Christina and Edith are the ones who went home this week. Yes. By the way, mm-hmm. so <clears throat> there we're down to like you said. I think it's nine. Why can't I find like a, a comprehensive list of this? This is frustrating. Yeah, it just tells me who went home. Um, I have one. Okay, you go ahead. I live well, two. I think next week will be Nancy. Do you remember Nancy? Wedding dress Nancy? Who cried? Wedding dress Nancy. Remember she was upset that about the wedding dress when she had it on last week? Yes. I think Nancy's going. Okay. She wasn't relevant. In and this. so how many do you think are going home? I think two. Okay, so then we'll get to seven. I think Kathy okay. might be booted. Wow. Okay. And I actually I would I would agree with you because it seems like, and again, could be creative editing. It seems like there's a real issue that happens during one of the pickleball games yep. with her and Ellen, I think it is too. It looks like it, but yeah. I don't know. But who so we'll knows? We'll have to see. Um, because I do think, again, like Ellen is someone, I think we're going to see a little different side of her this week because she's competitive, mm-hmm. especially in terms of sports. So I'm, I'm, I'm psyched for this ready week's for episode. It. Buckled Very up, ready. All right. I think that's it, right? That's it. That's, right. What, that's it for episode three. That's it for episode three of The Golden Bachelor. Liz and I just talked about it for quite a while. We hope you guys enjoyed the conversation. We hope you guys are enjoying The Golden Bachelor, which you could watch on ABC at 8 p.m. on Thursdays. You could also catch it the next day on Hulu. Um, you guys, if you don't already, make sure you follow us at Cinema Wave Media on Instagram. Be sure to like and subscribe and comment and share this video podcast with your friends, your family, other people of Bachelor Nation. Make sure you guys are listening on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts. Just signing off. I am Darian Scalamoni. I am Liz Seiko. And we'll see you guys next time.